This is Briar Klopp, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Greenbush, Minnesota. And we're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman, along with Randy Conan and Tyler Donaldson. Sustainable aviation fuel got a boost from the opening of the world's first ethanol-to-jet fuel facility. Fuel for this market is coming from Brazil because corn-based ethanol plants don't have a low enough carbon intensity score to qualify for SAF production. Iowa Corn Usage and Production Committee Chair Dan Katzer said corn growers are missing out on a huge new market. The airlines are very serious about decarbonization. They realize that sustainable aviation fuel, SAF for short, is their best path forward to meet their decarbonation goals. The plant that we saw today is an SAF production facility that utilizes ethanol as its feed source and is the first plant going into commercial production. The potential is big with a goal of 3 billion gallons annually of SAF produced in the United States by 2030. If corn-based ethanol could capture a half of this market, it would equate to an 850 million bushel of additional corn grind annually, which is a huge boost to the U.S. corn demand. Only one plant in the U.S. is producing SAF-friendly ethanol, while Brazil produces over 7 billion gallons of ethanol with carbon scores expected to qualify for SAF production. The big concern to me is the fact that today our ethanol produced in, at Iowa plants does not have a low enough carbon intensity score, CI for short, to be utilized in SAF production. We drastically need to lower the CI score to assure that we can compete for this new market. Ethanol CI scores can be lowered by several ways, but the biggest difference comes from the sequestering of the CO2 off the top of the plant and utilizing that in an industrial use or transporting it to a permanently be sequestered underground storage facility. The growth of the homegrown low-carbon ethanol market is being blocked by the opposition to the carbon capture pipelines. March 15th is the deadline to declare the decision of Agricultural Risk Coverage or Price Loss Coverage, ARC or PLC programs with FSA. NDSU Extension Farm Management Specialist Ron Haugen says a change in reference prices means there is more to consider than last year. This year is a little different because the commodity prices have fallen some, so it's a little more of a decision. Also, the ARC ARC benchmarks have increased because of the good uh, yields and prices we've had in recent years. And also, because of the formula, the effective reference prices have increased for a couple of of the major crops. One was soybeans. It went from 840 to 926 a bushel and corn went from 370 to 401 a bushel. So this leads you to, to some more strategy on deciding ARC or PLC. Tools are available to help with that decision. We have our calculator um, uh, decision tool online updated with the new data, and so it's available for the public to use. On the extension website, it's, it's uh, just NDSU ag slash farm management. You need to get your information from FSA to do this. You do it by farm, FSA unit, and uh, you need to enter your base acres and your PLC yields. You get that from FSA, that's the easy part. And then you need to make estimates on your county yield for the coming year and your and and the price of and the price of the commodities for the coming year which is a is a, is a real guess. A listening session was held in Faribault, Minnesota yesterday to discuss issues facing farmers across the state. 
Senate Ag Committee Chair Eric Putnam learned more about water quality issues facing areas of the state. I was talking to a pal of mine, Jeff, uh, who uh, is an advocate for private well owners, and he said, you know, a couple weeks ago, he was looking at a well that was 13 feet deep and dug in, in 1867. That well is, is going to have a problem no matter what. And uh, he said, uh, from his perspective, close to 60% of the infected wells aren't up to code. So the first thing we got to do is actually appreciate the complexity of the situation and come up with solutions that acknowledge that complexity and that take into account the experiences and the considerations of every single farmer that we can down there so we don't do a kind of big, massive fix for individual problems that end up creating more problems. Minnesota's legislative session will begin February 12th. Putnam plans to assess possible solutions. Sometimes government does that. Sometimes we paint with a wide brush and it doesn't uh, solve the problem as well as we'd like it to. So but just overall, I want to make sure that we're you know, considerate and thoughtful about uh, the complexity of the problem. Uh, now, there are uh, fixes that NDA is working on on their own, and there will be some legislative conversation about that, too. Uh, and it's just important to me that we, we deal with the, the urgent problem that we have, uh, but we also think about ways to do better in the future. French farmers are protesting excessive regulation on environmental protection and claim they're not being paid enough. Roads are blocked across the country. Other countries in the European Union are also experiencing protests and tension. Germany has seen pushback on a government plan to phase out tax breaks for farmers on diesel fuel. Mild temperatures and melting snow will continue over the next week to 10 days across the northern plains. World Weather Incorporated says mostly dry conditions will continue through next week before some better chances of snow and rain are expected the first week of February. Temperatures will warm into the 40s and 50s by next Tuesday and Wednesday with some 30s in the northeastern areas and even some 60s in the Black Hills region. Rains continue to fall across a large portion of northern Brazil with frequent rains continuing through the middle of next week. World Weather Incorporated says rains are expected to return to southern Brazil and Paraguay the first week of February. Argentina is expected to remain mostly dry through the next week with regular rounds of light showers uh, occurring over nearly all of the crop growing regions. World Weather says those rains are not expected to be heavy enough to induce a lasting increase in soil moisture and more rain will be needed. The latest U.S. drought monitor remains mostly unchanged from last week. Much of Minnesota and northeastern North Dakota remain in the abnormally dry to D2 severe drought category. Northern and far western North Dakota also saw an increase in abnormally dry conditions. Go to the Red River Farm Network's website, rrfn.com. Sign up for the weekly FarmNet newsletter. You can also download this broadcast and follow us on Facebook and X. It's all at rrfn.com. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. North Dakota farmers finished this past year with record canola production. Northern Canola Growers Association Executive Director Barry Coleman expects that to continue. We're expecting even more canola again this year, and uh, so there seems to be uh, continued strong demand from the biofuel side, although there's been a general lower level for all commodities recently with the ups and downs of agriculture. We certainly see uh, plenty of demand for canola going into the future. And there is more demand for canola. We think that there's certainly a lot more room for growth there. And if sustainable aviation fuel takes off the way, you know, a lot of the 
people in agriculture want it to. That can be as important as the Renewable Fields Center was back in 2005. So it could be a watershed moment for agriculture. The latest edition of the University of Minnesota Extension's CropCast Spring Wheat Breeder Jim Anderson highlights developments in cover crops in just over a decade. Improvement in cover crops has exceeded expectations. Kernza, uh, almost from the get-go in, in 2011, we started doing the DNA sequencing and we were doing genomic predictions based on the DNA markers by 2015. And at that time, we were more advanced in our use of DNA marker technologies in intermediate wheatgrass than we were in wheat, which was kind of blow, blows my mind when I think about it now. But that's, you know, you, you just started out breeding this crop with this cheap DNA sequence and prediction technology. So it just seemed natural to go all in on that. Part of that progress was finding ways for farmers to find multi-purpose cover crops with harvestability. And I, I like to say they're sort of in a honeymoon period now where the gains are coming pretty fast in terms of those domestic, domestication traits. So reduced shattering, uh, better threshability. Uh, so sim simple, relatively simple things, but that, that took, you know, decades if not hundreds of years uh, for our other crops. This is happening in just a few years. Uh, you know, in, in one generation of time. Ag retailers were able to take advantage of good field conditions going into winter. Dakota Agronomy Partners Minot location agronomy sales rep Hunter Schreiner says a lot of fertilizer went down this fall. Out of Minot here, we did probably just about 20,000 acres um, this fall. It started out pretty slow, and then we caught about 14 inches of um, snow in October. Um, had a really mild November, kind of had a Indian summer they call it and we ended up getting a lot more done there in November and into December. Um, we're sitting in a pretty good spot here going into spring. Schreiner says crop mix and rotations are undecided right now. It's hard to say right now with commodity prices doing what they're doing kind of bouncing back and forth. A lot of them going down. Um, guys are just trying to figure out what's going to be the best fit for their operation. Um, I guess I'll let you know in June. We have a handful of guys who have been you know, perennial growers of sunflowers for the last 30 years, and they're talking about not really doing any. Talked to one of our um, reps that deals in sunflowers, and he said he's at about 10% of what they sold last year, so that, that gives you any indication on what the market's doing. Clayton Pope, Commodities President Clayton Pope, disappointed with the action in the grain markets today. Pope says the weakness in soybeans is spilling over into the corn market. I am afraid it is. Um... Yeah, I think that's the main negative on the corn. Like you said, wheat's hanging in there pretty well. This whole Red Sea and just, you know, general uh, Middle East transportation concerns has been supportive, but uh, I guess it's going to take more than that. And Pope says the funds continue selling this corn market. Well, they're just piling on more and more. I mean, they're, they're short corn, the most, most shorts they've had in, what, three years or something like that. And... Uh, Pretty getting pretty close, probably to a record corn short right now at this point. Which uh, you, you'd think there wouldn't be a whole lot more selling when it gets to that point. But boy, they're uh, showing no fear today. So, EFG Group market analyst Steve Erdman says the two-sided action continues in the grain complex. Bean meal basically steadied to down a buck, but bean oil is tumbling a little bit, down 84, and I think that lends more bearishness to the soy complex. Um, wheat stable pretty much, but corn markets giving back some of the gains that we, we got yesterday. We've seen a, as you said, a two-sided trade today, 463 to 458 and a quarter. And 
in uh, Maycorn, for example. Um, I think we're still trying to figure out if the dryness that's going on in Argentina right now is impactful. Um, they're still trying to figure out what the yields, the final yields are going to be for the Brazilian soybean crop. This is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Off of a strong 2023, corn and soybeans are leading the way into the spring planting season, according to Dave Gertz of ProSeed. I'd say that things are going to hold pretty steady. Uh, you know, we've seen a little downtick in the, in the price of beans, but beans did very well. Corn did phenomenally well, and we're going to see. But they're, they're both pretty strong. Um, I hear guys, they're gonna, there's going to be some wheat planted just because of rotations and want to get things back, and they feel now's the time to do it. The sunflowers are pretty quiet due to the price, and when you start looking at 200 bushel corn and you're used to 150, I mean, it's uh, absolutely a strong looking at them crops and fertilizer prices are a little better than they have been, and harvest was good. I mean, I look for a pretty decent, consistent year, very similar to what we saw last. Gert says that good farming practices can affect yield as much as genetics. It's their farming practices, along with genetics, is the reason that we have those those kind of yields. I mean, and it's uh, we've got a, a 1984 corn, just been absolutely phenomenal. We got a 74 day that I wish a lot more seed available because it yielded so well for a 74 day. But if you don't have it, you can't market it, you know. But we're increasing them numbers for next year, and we'll we'll get it there. And it has to be successful before we're going to start marketing it anyway. And it's proven itself. Taking a look at markets before we leave you, Minneapolis March wheat two and a quarter higher at seven oh seven, May two higher at seven eleven and a quarter, Chicago wheat a half penny higher at six eleven and a quarter, and Kansas City ten cents higher at six thirty five and three quarters. March corn futures down a penny at four fifty one, soybeans March down eighteen at twelve twenty two and a quarter, May soybeans down seventeen at twelve twenty nine and a half. Live cattle, February futures a dollar eighty two higher at one seventy seven fifteen. April live cattle a dollar ninety two higher at one eighty twenty seven. March feeders three dollars ninety five cents higher at two thirty seven seventy two. April feeder cattle three dollars seventy cents higher at two forty three fifty. February lean hogs thirty cents higher. This is the Red River Farm Network.